What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode number 206. Today we'll talk about the super eventful Friday trading session. If you hear any background noise it's because the fan is on it's quite fast it's very hot today in Mumbai and I'm really in no mood to sit without a fan uh and also in the coming few uh days you're going to see a few changes being made starting with today's episode it's going to be slightly different I'm going to add a little small thing and the changes unlike the previous times that I've done those are going to be uh you know very slow and progressive rather than just one one in in one shot uh there will be one pretty big change coming which will possibly make uh make it a bit different uh you you'll find out how in hopefully tomorrow's episode uh but you know unless you you're you know actually actively looking at indian markets with kr every single day on uh, whichever uh platform you listen to it on uh you're you're really not going to notice but if you are you know following this podcast like that a thanks and b you are going to see some uh some pretty big change happening hopefully but i think it's it's for the better and i'm sure you'll agree so anyway make sure that you're listening to this episode at a speed you're comfortable at and let's get started so after nifty opened at 9544 it created a low just 60 paise away at 9544.35 opened at 95 and then it went on to make a new high uh for the day of 9996 so we can see that the range was 450 points for the day a uh, massive range it's pretty cool to see that happening so net we are seeing right now nifty plus 70.9 points at 9972.9 and this is despite every single global market being down and uh, despite sgx nifty down by like 500 points uh, the night before despite all of that it was able to recover very very well and uh, looking at the fi and di data we can figure out that the dis were the ones who could really sort of pull the market up this is quite interesting to see because a lot of people even on twitter uh that have interacted with me have said that hey you know the fi's are the ones which can really move the market and that is true i'm not i'm not denying that but today uh rather on friday the dis were the ones in power 1311 crore selling for fi's and 1945 crore buying for the dis and it's no uh it's no surprise here because the dis really really like to buy uh at lower levels if you're if you're not sure what fi's and dis are FII's are foreign institutional investors and uh DII's are domestic institutional investors so basically the larger players whether they're foreign or whether they are domestic <clears throat> is what that means uh in terms of the ad ratio it's pretty standard 1.05 and uh, <clears throat> sorry for that if i can just find out yeah there it is so broad market indices we are seeing india vix being the best performer here even though it's not an index it can still be traded by the way uh there there are ways to do that uh but mid cap small caps not really uh not really that well i mean we are seeing mid caps doing okay but mid caps and small caps together combined 
were really not good. In fact, small caps in general might have been the problem on uh, on Friday, possibly because once the once the you know negative moves were done with, the buying continued. Probably that buying was more uh, you know restricted to the large and mid caps, which is why we're seeing small caps at still at lower levels. Sectoral indices are looking all right, um, except for IT and media. Everything is positive. IT, we saw a few important stocks uh, going down. Infosys in general has been at a very, uh, very bad resistance this past week at a, at a weekly resistance level, and uh, with the racial discrimination lawsuit, uh, you know, being announced on Friday, Saturday, I think it's probably uh, it's probably going, not going to do that well. And it might just end up dragging Nifty IT down. Uh, Nifty Media is uh, down as well. Minor uh, negative. I'm not sure why this is. And uh, that's what we are seeing now. I'm curious to see what the fixed income indices are looking like. And they're looking mostly negative, mildly negative. So that's that. Uh, looking at the most active equities, we are seeing IDEA back above 10 rupees. It's at 10.25, up 9.04%. RBL Bank also very strong moves, up 4.95%. And uh, Tata Motors is above 100 at 104.75, down 1.32%. Uh, looking at a few volume spurts, we can see Alok Industries is here, Dish TV is here, and uh, IIFL Wealth is here. Price spurts, uh, no no well-known price spurts happening. So these were the only you know noteworthy uh, stocks that that might give an important move in the coming week. A lot of 52-week highs being created. Network 18, um, Birla Tire, Alok Industries, Granules India, Ruchi Soya, of course, is at 9:33, so close to that 1,000 triple-digit mark. Basically, it's been a wild ride from two digits to three digits since like Jan. Uh, so that's crazy. Rajesh Exports also another 52-week low. Uh, it's it's up for the day, but it was it made, made a new low. So I'm assuming that uh, you know it 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 sort of moved that way. Now speaking about some large deals happening on Friday, and uh, we can see that Equitas Holdings large deal, Ibel Housing Finance large deal, and Idea also Vodafone Idea Limited. A lot of large deals happening. That might just be the reason why it went up. RBL Bank also a lot of large deals happening. That's what we're seeing on the bulk deal side and uh, short selling new short, no new shorts initiated. Uh, as far as USD INR is concerned, it's at 75.79. So it's bang right on that resistance mark uh, for now. If I can just find out the intraday chart. I don't know why it's taken me to weekly, but if I can just find that out. All right. So it's it was bang on resistance at 75.87. Uh, just breached it and then it went down. So now it is taking support, looks like, uh, approximately at 75.68. The one after that is probably going to be 75.6 dot. So let's see how it goes. It's created a massive gap. And, uh, you know, as of now, that gap filling has been rejected. But if the gap filling does happen, then 75.5 might be uh, likely. And if it fills the gaps on the or positive side, then we might just look at 75.91 and uh, 76 dot almost because that is the top most highest uh, bar of the range. 
So let's see what happens. Crude prices, WTI is at $36.26 per barrel, down 0.22%. Brent is at $38.73 per barrel, up 0.47%. Uh, that's reasonable, I feel. I mean, a lot of people are saying that $35 or so is where it, it's going to be at. And it's, it's right around there. It's sort of flattening out at this point based on what I can see on the line chart. So, um, you know, I think, it, I think, I think it's, it's tired of retracing now. It might just go up possibly again i don't really follow crude that much so uh, please do your own analysis and research if you're trading in crude literally i just i just talk about the prices that's all i really know about it and uh, if i can just find out yeah all right so news based events geo ha geo platforms had uh, two uh, new investments over the weekend in fact just yesterday within a span of like a few minutes so TPG was the first private equity fund which invested quite a lot in Geo, I think four and a half thousand crore or so. And now L. Catterton became the 10th investor uh, with an 1894 crore investment in Geo. So it's 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 just wild how our alliance has been on an investment spree. Now rather, you know, taking investment spree. So that's good. And uh I can't find any other important headlines as such. I'm sure there are news events which are there. Mahindra and Mahindra results really terrible. A lot of people are saying that Mahindra and Mahindra good support looks very bullish, but then those results might have that sentimental impact, which might just uh, you know bring the prices down tomorrow. I'm not saying that the general trend is going to change. I'm just saying that tomorrow we might just see a negative move because it has been lower than the street expectations. So that's bad. Global markets, uh, Asian markets look negative. SGX Nifty right now, it looks just flat. It's at 9910. And uh, European markets, of course, they haven't opened over the weekend. The last close that we're seeing is from 12th June. Uh, but they are flat. They are neither too positive, neither too negative. Nasdaq is up 1%. So, looks like a very mixed bag this time. Uh, let's see how it goes. And yeah, let's move to the indices now. All right, so I'm looking at Nifty's intraday chart, 15-minute chart here. And it was quite a big gap down. But then, you know, the, the open for the day was almost equal to the low. So, basically what that means is except for maybe one or two trades, the market just went up from there. It never really looked back. So that's a good sign. And based on that, you know, if you were to take a trade on Nifty on Friday, uh, then you could have, you know, entered into a Nifty future. Let's say we're, we're just looking at Nifty future, let's say, because uh, otherwise it, it might just, uh, you know, it might just be sort of weird to consider the option prices here. But if you were long at uh, 9659 on Nifty future, you could have trailed at the view app and uh, you could have made 100% of the move effectively from 9649, I think. So let's say from 9660 to approximately 9960, you could have made uh, on paper at least around 300 points. Discount that by even 50% to account for poor execution, you know, normal poor execution. And you could have at least done 150 points on Nifty Future without any issue. And if if you were exiting early to secure profits, which is what I did, but not in Nifty and Reliance, if you were to do that, you could have always re-entered um, at around nine 
6,800 levels approximately. And from there, you could have caught the next uh, 190 to one, 150 to 190 points. So there was a lot of potential in Friday's market. In fact, those kind of days, you know, are the best days because there's just so much, uh, just, just so much money to be made because the range of the day is so high. So, you know, if if you are ever faced with such massive days, do not get intimidated. Just make sure that your your regular trading discipline and such is followed and you will make a bucket load of money. So uh, that, of course, the risk is there. I'm not saying that the risk is not there. I'm not saying it's a completely risk-free thing to do. But then if you were, you know, if you were able to get the sentiment right based on the S3 support, based on open equals to low, based on the general movement of the market, based on the underlings being uh, positive, and strong, then you could have, uh, you know, then you could have done pretty good on in Friday's market. Looking at where Nifty is at on the daily chart, if I can just load it. It has, oh, it, it, of course, it opened below the 13 moving average, attempted a gap filling of first June's uh, gap, but then it did end up closing above the 13 moving average, which has been an important resistance slash support, depending on which side the price is on. So it was pretty good. Based on this alone, I think we can say that 9,900 uh, levels are, you know, going to be like the cutoff. I was looking at a few open interest charts and such as well. There's a lot of put shorting happening at 9,800, a lot of put writing happening. Basically, people are not expecting the market to go below 9,800 larger players, at least right now. Uh, you know, again, these things are slightly indicative. They are not absolute. They are not certain because people can always adjust their uh, short positions. If so, if a put writer notices that it's going to breach 9800, they can always, uh, you know, take a different put, shorter different put or, you know, go longer put or something as a hedge or something like that. So this is indicative, but it, it's pretty cool to see that happening. And uh, yeah, I mean net positive day from like a minus 350 day or so is pretty wild regardless of uh, how how weak or how strong the moves were in my opinion and uh, looking at bank nifty's daily chart we can see something very similar it did fill in a few gaps it has left one big gap open and it has closed above its moving average after opening below it so overall a very good positive day and yeah, a lot of money could have been made. These are very rare movements. Uh, I don't think that we have seen such a massive crazy movement since those super volatile days. So yeah, whenever such days come, it's a great sign because you can make a very nice return. Alright, so Reliance was the only trade that I took. Trade basis being that it was above the VU app. It was the least negative major nifty stock. And uh, overall, the sentiment of Reliance was very positive. So I went long it and never really looked back. Uh, my cost was just breached once. And after that, it was all, all the way up. And I did have a bit of patience because around previous closes, when it turned back, I was looking at Nifty. Nifty was, you know, largely positive. It, it appeared to be taking supports and such. So I was like, all right, you know, the broad market is positive. Reliance inherently seems to be positive. It is above its VWAP. It is, it has got all that support. So let's let's hold on to it. I held on to it just above its previous close, which is where I exited it. In hindsight, had I just held on to it or had I exited just partial quantities, I could have made more than double what I did. 
that's fine. A non-negative day is uh, great, especially because after a couple of negative days, what happens to you is that you just look for any and all profits that you can get. And that's what I suffered from as well. I don't think it's a necessarily bad thing. I think that it's very natural. It's it's all, you know, ultimately, uh, trading is all about psychology, if you think about it. So if my psychology would have been sorted out, if my trade psychology was right, if my if I was in the normal you know, mindset, had I had a profitable week this far, uh, then I would probably have held onto Reliance till almost EOD because, of course, it was an intraday position. And I could have made like a lot more, but I did not again, purely because I just wanted to secure profits. And I feel that's right. I feel that's justified in this circumstance. Might not be justified for everyone. Uh, but, you know, again, that is why it's so important to be... Uh, to be very adaptive, you know, to your situation. What applies to me might not apply to you. So as as much as I try to keep all of this lessons and advice and all of that uh, very general where, you know, it's, it's relevant to everyone, it's really not possible because you might have held on to it till, till EOD. You might have carried it forward or you might have exited it the first time it showed a red candle. We really don't know. We really can't, um, you know, say that hey this is the best method but in general what has worked out for me this far is just being patient on good strong momentum days partial exits can help a lot but then you have to weigh the advantages and disadvantages are you willing to uh, you know risk half of your gains are you willing to you know risk potentially all of your gains are you willing to have tighter stop losses are you willing to have broader stop losses you really have to uh, you know, figure it out very well. It's got to be very, uh, very relevant to your situation. So it's a bit difficult to say what was the lesson from this trade. For me personally, it was that I should have definitely held on to it longer and did a partial exit so that I could have the best of both worlds. But then I do recognize that and realize that it's not really possible every time. So all of these rules, they're more of guidelines and, uh, you know, general frameworks and I, I noticed that absolutely irritating sound of someone banging on a metal on Sunday afternoon like an utter twat but there's really not not much that I can do about it there, there was also this crow absolutely ruining my day here uh, but I can't just I, I wish I could fly out and then just smack him on his head and tell him to yeet off but I can't um, anyway I mean hopefully that the, I hope that the mic is not really picking up on that stuff a lot anyway I was talking about how the less how how the, these lessons for the day are uh, you know very in an ideal scenario. For example, I say that I should have ideally partially exited and such, but at the same time, these are more of you know very rough guidelines of sorts, like suggestions rather than rules. In many situations, sometimes you have to be very strict with your exits and rules. Sometimes you have to be very lenient and you have to bend the rules a little bit. You just need to know when is that time. And that time will only really come with experience, will only really come when you enter the markets properly. These are things that paper trading does not always teach you because you don't have skin in the game. Paper trading, you can take a trade, you can hold on to it till EOD, you can you know short calls, puts, whatever. You can do naked uh, options. No problem at all because your money is not in the trade. You're just noting it down and you're exiting. You are not... Uh, you know, you're not seeing the PNL live where it shows you minus 5k on a 10k position. 
that all does not happen in paper trading which is why you don't really realize and recognize the intricacies of these things so that uh, you know that adaptability only really comes when you enter the markets yourselves and it can be a little bit challenging it can be slightly unnerving to uh, think about how you can risk your own money without really being that confident without really being able to piece all of these things together but then that's the risk that everyone has to take at some point or another if you're going to be in this you know if you're going to be in this field so anyway that was almost a slight mini rant of sorts but i hope you found it helpful and informative that that's it for this episode and uh, see you in the next one hopefully a different changed indian markets with kr will uh, will greet you and yeah see you in the next one happy trading hope this coming week is super successful and profitable for you Thank you.